Hello everyone. My name is Saliha Wazirzada. I'm a filmmaker on a spiritual journey. In these podcasts, I will be talking to people from various industries, backgrounds, and experiences. And together with you, we will dig deeper into their spiritual connection with their own being or with their own soul. We'll be sharing stories of people from various backgrounds by plunging deeper into their soul connection and get them up close and personal so they can feel comfortable to share their inner stories. Furthermore, the idea is to have a soul reconnection space where people can understand the common thread binding all humanity for we are spiritual beings first. Welcome to the 15th episode of Untold Story Told. Today we have with us Paul Rogers. Paul is a transformation expert, thought leader, podcast host, knowledge broker, Amazon's best-selling author, highly dynamic speaker, and a life coach. Today Paul is going to share with us of all the transformations he went through that led him to the mission to help others experience the power and journey of transformation to find their inner passion and true purpose. Paul will share with us his experiences and all about the life that he has lived and all the events that led him to be the wonderful person he is today. So let's get to know him a bit up close and personal. Hello, Paul. How are you today? Awesome. Thank you very much. And uh, thank you for uh, inviting me on your fantastic podcast. It's an absolute pleasure, Paul, to have you here today. Um, I've heard so much about you uh, from Adam, my friend. Uh, and then I was listening to a few podcasts that you've done. And then I've been following you up since then. There's so much that's happening. It's like evolution. Constant. It, 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 it is. It's, it's kind of, it's, it's like the well, I'm sprinting now to keep up with it. So um, it, it's quite nice. It's very exciting um, because actually that's, that's what we all want to do. We want to grow and we want to just uh, feel that we're chasing what we want rather than just having it automatically. Mm. Mm. That's it. That's it. Being there in the moment and just realizing the things that are happening. And then when you do that, there's, there's appreciation, right? Uh, absolutely and, and you know it, it it's gets all very creative and innovative because you haven't got the time to think and think oh okay well, i would do this you just go with it and uh, we mentioned just quickly before the show about flow yeah. and i think that's a really really important thing and and i really want everyone if they can at some point to um experience that and the longer you live in it, the, the, the crazier and the better it gets. Mm -hmm. And that's so right. The crazier it gets is because you are actually embracing what is happening in the moment and going with it. It's like just going with it rather than just holding back or thinking too much about it. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's a, it's entirely that. It's it's kind of like it's the it's the art of surrendering and letting go, which actually makes and and people spend their whole lives like like uh, it's trying to swim upstream like the salmon and they only realized that actually if they just went with the flow it's kind of like do you remember i mean th this is showing my age but um in the when you were a kid and you were going to water parks and how excited you were to go down the slide yes you didn't get in the slide and go right i'm not moving i'm gonna fight my <laughs> way back up you you just kind of went with it and um it's that same thrill of actually just just letting yourself go yeah yeah that it is and i think um you've actually i feel you you're you might be a bit intuitive because that's like tapping into what i'm experiencing these days and i have been experiencing for a while and uh, uh before we get into it uh but i think i will get into it because i do want to touch base on that i just wanted to talk to you a bit about yourself but it looks looks like i'm going to be talking about myself now but um i'll go with the flow yeah, that's perfect. It's good. Right. <laughs> I started, so you've got to continue it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, my life today, where I stand, whatever I've been through, and uh, I will show my age eventually during this podcast. Um, I feel uh, it's so much about the art of surrendering. Um, and it's about just um, believing that everything is not in your control that no matter how much you plan things and no matter you go like i will do this 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 that's good that's good for as a human being to look at things like like a method or a plan or you know like people have timelines that's good but also know within deep within that it's not you doing everything there is a bigger power out there that's taking care of everything and when that is in flow your flow is you know, it, you need to understand there's a bigger thing happening, right? Uh, absolutely. And there's a great saying, which is uh, life happens when you are busy making plans. And uh, that that is absolutely true. And um, society is very much uh, geared to thinking with your head uh, and, you know, make sure that you do think with your head, not your heart. Well, personally, I've got away from that. I, I used to think like that. I used to think like that. And uh, it took me quite a long way in life, but then it actually dropped me off halfway in life without the happy ever after. And I was like, what, what happens next? <laughs> and, yeah. and so um, then I think you need to switch to your heart. And that's when you start listening to your intuition and I never have heard one person ever say, do you know what, I really shouldn't have trusted my intuition. It really, <laughs> no one says that. So um, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of cool. It's, it's important to point out what you just said, that no one has ever said that, that I need to trust my intuition. Because um, I myself have been on this path where, you know, intuitive things have been happening and I'm like, wow, wow, wow. And then I'm not embracing it because I just think it's a coincidence or something, but I'm 37 today and there's so many experiences. Oh, happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you. Um, uh, there's so many experiences that I've had that I now just believe that there has to be a reason for all these signs and messages that uh, you, your sixth sense, which I read is actually a part of your uh, emotional ability to understand things like their sixth sense, are uh, your emotional sense of things is, uh, what do you think about that? I think that's entirely true. Um, and 
the problem is, is at school, we are taught how to use our five senses. That's what school does. It never really develops that sixth sense, the using of higher faculties such as intelligence, creation, imagination. In fact, I used to get told off all the time because I'd be busy looking out the window and I'm like, Paul, Paul, you know, focus over here. And on my report, it would say, really good if you paid attention. What they mostly didn't realize is I was mostly dreaming up the next big thing. And you can see that actually, and it's kind of funny, everyone's like, go back and embrace your inner child. And it's like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> does that mean then or even earlier than that? So it's kind of amusing that everyone's now trying desperately to get back to how they were before they all got messed up with the world. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's exactly it. Um, when we were babies, we were more aware and we were more intuitive and we knew it. Like we knew our powers and then we were just like, just throwing them away and layering us up, layering ourselves with the world's mess, as you said. And then yeah. we're standing here looking, gawking at everything like, huh, why is this, why is this happening? I mean, yeah, you know, kind of, you know, we're everything. kind of surprised. It's like, why should anyone be surprised that that's yeah. the case? I have, uh, I've got this great example. I just thought of it. I used to be a kite surfing instructor wow. and, and uh, so thank you. They're, they're, and I had this fantastic experience and it was um, two young twins and they were 10 years old. So they were on the bottom of young. And I always said, get the, have the fathers come in and, and stand with them. So, and I stuck this kite and this board on this person, uh, on this little boy. And he just got up and went, boom. And we, father and I were like, and, and we like ran over to him. It's like, wow, I mean, how, how did you do that? And he said, well, you know, what have you got to say? He says, how do you do it faster? And what I found was, is that the kids had no, they would not invested on the how and everything. They were like, I said, go over there. He yeah. went, he, he went over there. He's like, well, now what? And so that's kind of, as we get older, we overthink it. We, we start getting, well, what if we do this? What do we do that? And that just proved to me that, you know, when you're young like that, that you, you're not in, you're not actually, you, all you're interested in is the outcome. You're not interested in how you do that. It's like from crawling to walking and they're only thinking, I'm going to concentrate on that. So, um, it's quite, it was quite a nice visual thing for, for me. So, um, yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love that because it, it reminds me of um, the story. I mean, the stories that I have of my childhood are mostly from my dad because he was, because I was the first kid. So he has stories about like when Saleha did this, when Saleha did that. So there's this <laughs> one story which reminds me of the fact that we are intuitive as babies. And I've got kids myself that that has another, uh, you know, I can tell you a few stories about that. But about my childhood, when I was a baby, my father noticed this thing where um, we used to live uh, in these apartments and our apartment was right on top. So there were these flight of steps that would go right to the bottom apartment. And I think there were about, like about uh, eight of them, eight flights of steps just going down like that. And uh, so one day, uh, I was the only baby back then, and we are, we're a family of five, so I have to put it out there that I was the only baby back then. <laughs> um, there's no Saliha, they couldn't find me anywhere. So these young parents are like, oh, what do we do? Where do we find her? And uh, they came out of the house. My father had this, like, he's very connected with his sixth sense. He was like, I'm just going to go outside. 
I was like, what would a baby be doing outside? And even if it's outside, we'll be falling off the steps. And what are you going to experience when you go outside? He just went with his flow and he went outside and he went down the steps and all throughout he's thinking, could she be outside? Could she be outside? And he found me outside sitting in the grass and just playing with the grass and just eating it and just breaking it. And I was this eight month old baby. Now in his mind, he could never imagine an eight month old baby going step by step by step all the way outside and then making sure she's okay and fed, right? (laughs) And that was like, just scooped me up and took me back in. So that's what I'm trying to tell you. I really believe that's the kid, like a baby knows these, the, or like is protected by the universe or is so in connection with their safety, has no fear, no mm-hmm. self-doubt that they just can do things that we as grown-ups just go like, oh, be so protective of my child and don't let them do it. You're absolutely right. I mean, um, I, I've got a four-year-old and so I, 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 I try really hard to let him do his own thing, but I, I kind of, <laughs> I, I have to stop myself going around and sort of safety proofing the entire world because I think, oh, that's that, that's, and so, um, yeah, I, I, I really get that. And, uh, and he's such a sort of, uh, he, he started school this week, he's pre-K, and so um, we were worried how he was going to handle that. And he was like, see ya bye and off he went and we're like wow that's really cool so um no i I think i think you're right i think um you know if we just if we were starting something new like a job and everything we'd be like you know um, do i look okay and you know and all this sort of stuff he's like i'm just gonna go and play see ya so um no i i think it's really 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 cool and i think it's brave of him like how he uh i mean maybe it's just innate in him to just go and considering all this COVID thing that's happening and as parents you're worried about them and like you never know when school can stop you don't know what will happen and it's his first year you know and anyway parents are a bit like oh my god it's my kid's first year of school mm-hmm. and I think even in that without COVID parents are a bit like it's my kid's first day of school and you don't realize how your energy can affect them and but some, but I realize even with my kids, no matter how I behave, they know how to be right. Like they, they're fine with it. Yeah. Yeah, and and to us, you're absolutely right. And uh, it's this is you'll love this. the The name of the class he's in is called the Butterflies, which I just thought was just I just thought that's wonderful because it's for me the butterfly is all about transformation and metamorphosis. Yeah, and so I, I was it. like. I was like, that's, that's brilliant. I mean, so I, yeah, I like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so could you tell us uh, what I was going to really ask you in the beginning? <laughs> Is uh, I know you've been asked this plenty of times, uh, but if you could let us know a bit about your uh, transformational journey, like about that incident that took place uh, with, uh, where you had an accident. Let's start from there. Yeah, yeah. sure. And it, that, that was... Um, happened two years ago in March 2018 and I really do credit that with um, the state I am in now from a being open perspective. Uh, What happened was is that um, I live in North, uh, I live in Quebec so we were working up north and there's a lot of snow up there Mm -hmm. and um, 
my family and I, including my little two-year-old at the time and my dog, were in the car when our car got hit by a train and it completely destroyed the car. Um, my wife and I were then on life support for 10 days and my parents got the call in, the, in England to get themselves over to Canada because they were going to have to come over and turn the machines off. Um, so my chances of survival were very, very low. And um, my wife woke up um, the day before I did, and she asked her nurses to come and see me. She, she can't remember any of this, but that's what she, she did. And so she came down to me, and I was still asleep. I like to sort of cast a bit of Disney rather than the actual reality. And so I was still asleep, and um, my parents turned up the next day, and the ICU staff ran and hugged them when they walked in. And they said, forget everything we said, he's awake. And he said, but we did nothing. That's nothing we did at all. So we are going to put that down to being a miracle. Now, miracle is such a casual word. We use it in everyday society. But when ICU workers start saying that, and they work in this every single day, you tend to sit up and, and listen. Um, so... Yeah, I mean, when I did wake up, um, I found that I had a broken neck, broken back, and a smashed skull. Um, and I didn't know who I was for, for months. Um, so that was kind of, as you say, a life-changing moment, and only two years ago. So, um, yeah, <laughs> pretty intense, huh? Mm -hmm. So ha has that, like, made you become the person you are today like do you think that made a big impact yes i mean to be honest I, I got asked this question on live radio and it was a question we hadn't sort of talked about beforehand and this is the question it was if you had your way and you had a wish would you go back and change that and i was like you know that's like saying can you just explain in five words what the meaning of life is so i was like mm. so i said no I would take what happened, even though mm. it was all of that. And I still live with, even today, I have um, a TBI, which is traumatic brain injury and acute PTSD. But mm. what it did do is it actually put me in touch with my true purpose, my true life purpose. Cause when I woke up, I was very different. Um, and since then I know I've got, I know I got lucky because everyone, all the doctors said, look, you should not have walked away from that. Mm -hmm. Neither should your family. Um, and so I've got a second roll of the dice. So this time I want to make it count and I want to pay it forward to every person who I come across. Wow. 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 So, uh, yeah, that's uh, it. So life changing. Yes. From lots of different ways. Mm -hmm. Um, I've become a lot more spiritual. I, I mean, I used to think I was spiritual. In fact, I mostly even wrote it on my resume right next to basket weaving spiritual. I didn't have a clue what that meant, but now I, I've got a pretty good handle on it. And you mentioned earlier about coincidences. I don't believe in coincidences anymore because um, that kind of, that kind of reevaluates what you think of stuff. So uh, yeah, dramatic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So you, you could say like 
in a way, you've had all these experiences in the 3D, right? Which is our three-dimensional world. But then it could get like a little jerk to your soul as well. And the power that you received from embracing that part of you makes you just want to grow that and everything else falls in place for you. Yes, it's entirely that. And, and people ask a lot of the time, well, why didn't, you know, how come you just didn't give up and just roll over and say, this is me. Mm. And it's that connection, that sort of, that energy and that motivation, which I mean, another great example of this, um, I wrote a series of books mm. and uh, I never wanted to be a writer. That's not something I was particularly interested in. Mm. And they just happened, bang. Mm. And I didn't really put much effort into it. And I felt kind of guilty when people say, oh, you know, I get writer's blocks. I didn't have time for that. I, I did five. Mm. And um, now I know that that's called channeling and so that was also another example of how in tune i was and 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 i like to think currently am um so um yeah it's it's it for every single way i can think i have say that it has made me a better more empathetic person And I was just talking to uh, somebody about this and I, I, I kind of related to what you're saying right now. And I can sense that uh, you've thought some, you somehow confirmed to me that this can be a way of living because sometimes what happens is that for a person like me or people who have, um, you know, just started embracing their spiritual selves or, you know, delaying the layers that have taken over uh, your true self, when you start doing that, um, I realized that some days you might feel a bit weak in the knees, you could say, and think like, am I, like, is the world really an illusion? Am I okay with just going with the flow? Is the universe going to make sure that even like, if I, I can see this malleable, like this paper tearing, is, is that going to get fixed even though I can see it tearing? You know, I can physically see it tearing. Like what I'm saying is that it comes a point where you start like, is this, the way of being i mean i'm enjoying it and there's really like there's a crisis that i'm seeing and i'm looking at it so differently but is this the way of being like is this the way a person can live and i met this guy who was a psychic and he said to me that uh, yeah it is you know and then you're telling me this it's so important to like when you are in that spiritual flow to have people around you like your human tribe which like gives you a high five and says yeah, you're fine. You're fine. Keep going. So I feel that from you that you have that ability. Well, thank you. And, and, and yes, everything you said there actually makes perfect sense. And if it's not making sense to the listeners, that's, that's fine. It's, you know, there isn't, it's not a question of, Oh, well, I'm not in the gang. There is no such thing as that. It's, um, and, and, you know, I, I, a point case in point, I watched The Matrix the other day, and, and it's, a, and it's a, my, one of my favorite films from the 90s. Yes. And now I watch it and I'm like, oh my God, it's a completely different film. <laughs> oh I was God, like, wow. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Before I was like, yeah, bullet time and la la la, it's great. But now I'm like, <laughs> oh yeah, that's some really deep thinking going on there. And, um, and that is right, that there, there's, you know, people, people, 
are walking around in the, a mental prison. And, you know, if I can, and my, my, my whole message is to try and put people back in touch with their purpose and their passion. Um, and there always reminds me of a great quote by Dr. Wayne Dyer is, don't die with the music still in you. Yes. And it's such an important thing because every single person has a song, but you've got to be brave enough and make sure that you get the chance to sing it. Because if you get to the end and you're like, well, actually, I didn't do what I want to do. Regret is the worst emotion I think there possibly is because you can't change that. You can change disappointment. You can change all the others. Regret is too late. And um, I, I, I feel very blessed and lucky from what I have experienced. And I want to be able to show other people because I'm, I'm not some superhuman. I, I am an ordinary guy, but I have got something which I hope is a great gift to others. I love this about you that, um, and I always say the word love a lot because I come a lot from the heart space and I, I really, I really do. Uh, and I've noticed that with all the podcasts I'm doing that, the reason I do use this word is because I really do. I'm not saying this just the way it is. And that's the perfect word I can use for explaining it to you. And so what I was saying was, I, I love this about you, that you are so into um, the whole flow of it and the spiritual aspect of it. And like, once you get in there, uh, what happens is that uh, you start realizing so much about your inner voice, as you were saying about channeling a while ago. Um, and it, it's basically, uh, we, again, we're going in, in a space where we're worried about if everybody can understand this. But I think the more we keep saying these things, people will attune themselves to it, right? So if we talk about channeling through writing, what we're trying to say is that we all have the ability to, like most of us, have, we can write. Uh, if we can't write, then we can sing a song. If we cannot sing a song, then we can dance. Anything that works for us to connect yeah. with that inner calling that makes us feel the happiest is what our higher self wants to have that perfect sort of connection with the universe. Um, and that is what, as you said, don't die with the music without, uh, within you by Wayne Dyer. I think for me, it's, um, I'm very musically inclined and it applies to me in many, many deep ways. But for everyone else, I think it's just to point out that make sure what that inner voice is saying while you're living, because we only have one life. So even if you're starting at 39, 49, 59, it doesn't matter. As long as before you're going to, like before you die, you can say to yourself, I did put some effort into thinking about what this life is all about. Like even that little thought will give you that little peace within that. Okay. You know, I made my little, little mark, like the little dot. Yeah, no, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. And, and age is not a barrier. And uh, some people would think that's a convenient excuse going, Oh, well, you know, it's too late for that. I, um, I was, my, my original training was as a commercial lawyer. And I was a commercial lawyer for 10 years in, in England. And at age 35, I quit the law to become a kite surfing instructor. And so that, it, I mean, to be honest, it's kind of like so extreme at the, you know, at the spectrum. And yeah, I mean, that was a massive transformation at the time. Um, and it was because I actually 
stopped listening to my head at that point. My head got me to that point. It got me through my education. It went through university, get a good job, do well at the job and da, 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 da. So I was really good. I followed the script. I did everything which <laughs> you meant to do. I can relate. I can relate. Go yeah, on. And, and, then, and, and then I got there and it's like, well, now what? Is, is this it? <laughs> and I was completely relate to this. Yeah, and, and, and it was, and okay, if I measure success on financial things, yeah, I did it. But everything else, I was completely bankrupt. And so I, my, uh, how I got into kite surfing was it was my hobby. And I wasn't particularly good at it, but I enjoyed it. And so I thought, well, that's a way where actually I followed that. So for people who are feeling stuck, who have got to that same point, which I know you, you, you're resonating with, there is a way out of it, but you've actually got to, um, you've got to go, no, there is no watch a YouTube and that'll sort it out for you because that, yeah. or there's no book you can get, yeah. but there are ways you can actually get in touch with yourself to actually find out what, what, what lights you up. That's it. That's it. Um, uh, just a year ago, um, I started doing these videos um, on Instagram and it just came to me like um, I had a little bit of a spiritual awakening. And uh, uh, what happened is like when I started learning more things about myself and I started learning things from others, I just felt like, I want to share this. I need to share mm. this with others. Even like, I was like, I'm not an expert. Cause before that, the whole mentality was like, you have to be an expert or read a lot and like get that degree and then talk about things because you're telling people what to do. I broke mm. all of that away. Mm. And I just started speaking from my heart, whatever I felt like I said, I'm just like you. I don't know what I'm talking about, but this is what I feel I need to share with you. And if yeah. somebody's listening out there and if it makes a little bit of a, change in your life or helps you to think like oh i'm also like you like just identifying yourself with me then that's my thing for the day and that helps me that helped me to further continue it because in the beginning you feel so alone um mm. and and with you i i like how you've always like you know just gone on with the transformation of things because you went on to become a teacher right after this uh, uh the kite surfing yeah, I, I, um, I, I, um, I became, I went from, uh, I managed to actually quite by accident, um, have two businesses for my kite surfing at a kite surfing school in England, the kite surfing in the Caribbean. And for whatever reason, my business partner and I parted ways. And so we had, I had to go and find something else to do. Now, my wife is French Canadian. So we came to, to Quebec and, I was going to start my immigration process. So we needed a salary, which would be worth paying both of us. And the only place that was hiring was way up North on the Indian reserve. So I went up uh, with my wife to the Indian reserves and she's a, she was a teacher and I was able uh, later on to start teaching. So we lived up there for five years and that's a real experience because um, first of all, it's really cold. I mean, January is under minus 40 the entire time. So it's wow. cold and you have to dress up like an astronaut to put the trash out. It's really good. So, um, uh, the, and their whole, their whole, um, year calendar is all based around hunting. So we have goose 
break and goose and then we have the moose so it's all and it's an active hunting village so it was fascinating to actually to work and live with the the crees they they were the the indian um uh, first nations uh aboriginal peoples and so that was that was amazing and that was what i was doing um prior to my accident so that's why i was up up in the in the very much north of Quebec. Uh -huh. And so, yeah, I mean, again, I, I taught adult education. So actually it's more about passing on your skills. So I had run a leisure business and I also had been a, a business, uh, a lawyer. So I put them both together and I co-wrote a program called Recreation Leadership, uh -huh. which was fantastic because I basically, um, showed these guys and this is this come back to the story yeah. they had not got very they didn't do very well in the education system and they have been told well nothing's going to happen to you but they were really talented um sports people like really talented and so what i tried to do was show them that they can make a life out of sports whether it be leisure whether it be teaching and um it was really quite fun. So um, yeah, I went from plus 20 or 30 to minus 40 in, in, in a space of a year. So um, my, poor little, my, my poor little body didn't know what hit it. <laughs> wow, wow. And like you always had this uh, within you, no matter whatever transformation you went through, even bef uh, before the accident and after the accident, I, I can see that you always wanted to explore new ways of being with the mind of the human calling of like, what do I need to do for mankind? Like that was always in the back of your mind, right? Yeah. And, and you know, I, I didn't realize it until I actually sat down and assessed where it was. And I, I, I then started seeing a connection between all of the stuff because you know, to start with, you know, what's a, what's a lawyer, kite surfer and a teacher got in common? And it sounds like a start of a bad joke, but it's actually, it, it, it all has that, um, it all has that, in, you know, instructor teaching, keeping people safe. So there is a link. And um, I would encourage the listeners and the, the viewers to actually have a play with this because I was really surprised. I didn't see how they all connected, but um, mm -hmm. if you do it, then you actually will start seeing, well, actually, oh yeah, that, that seems to fit together. So it's quite an interesting exercise to do. Yeah, I, I would love to do that because I, I feel my life has been a bit spastic. Like I went with whatever appealed to me and the more older I got, the more I did it. Like I, I realized that I don't want to do anything that doesn't keep, doesn't keep me happy for longer. Uh, and now it's like, I don't want to do anything that does not make me happy at all. Like, right. Yeah. It, it started with that. And um, yeah, I've been, I've, uh, my, um, I've done my degree in filmmaking and then I started doing filmmaking, but then it was also, I, I was into uh, being on stage and talking to people. And then it also changed to uh, just before this, just before COVID hit, hit, I was getting back into my filmmaking, whatever happened in between, we can talk about it in another podcast, but this uh, starts just before COVID. I was about to make my short film and I was talking to actors and I didn't know where I'm going to get the money from. But the idea was 
I have the will now. I'm no more procrastinating. There's no more anxiety. All those issues I had dealt with. So the script was done and the storyboards were there. And then COVID hit and everybody was like, oh, we're not going to act uh, locations no more. And I had this plan to go to Pakistan and also do it in Australia and whatever I had. What I'm trying to say is that I was again put into another spiritual awakening space where it was like, what do you do now? Like, this is real adversity hitting you. You talk about these things. What would you do now? So whatever happened, I rolled into podcasting and I never knew that it was other than helping people to say what they need to say from their heart space, which has always been my thing with filmmaking too, like Mm -hmm. telling different perspectives to people who do not get them through the news or through the media. So tell them that these people have a voice. They're just not faces. And you know how we just live in a very sort of a place where we are passive audiences. So my thing was always to bring out like a, a drama film, but about yeah. real experiences like war and stuff. So I realized that my main thing is to tell people's untold stories. And exactly. I already had an Instagram page happening with my videos from a year long about my spiritual journey. So I was like, okay. And also I had a thing with my throat chakra, <laughs> which people are totally going to be like, what is she talking about? <laughs> I, felt I needed to speak about things. And so I, I got into it and here I am talking to you. Yeah. I, I mean, to be honest, as you were talking, I was thinking it, it's, it's obvious that you have the creative ability to show people stories and tell the story. So when you said that, I was like, yep, that's exactly how I, yeah, no, it's, that's, it, it's, it's wonderful. And you're absolutely right about, you know, COVID at the moment is a, it's terrible. I mean, if you'd have thought at the beginning of the year that I would say, guess what? Halfway through the year, two thirds of the planet are going to be, sh- it's going to be shut. You'd be like, what? But adversity is one of the best teachers because you never actually, when everything's going well and all that, then it's too easy to get comfortable and think, yeah, okay, I'm just going to rest here. But adversity, um, it, it puts you, whether you want to or not, it puts you into a creative and innovate because you're thinking, okay, I've got to work out what I'm going to do for a living. And people, people, are, people tend to look at things in which in terms of what they lose rather than what they gain. Yeah. And so, you know, people are like, oh, I want to, I want to lose five pounds. It's like, well, okay that's not going to get you very far because it's all about loss, loss, loss. If you say, I want to look the best I'm ever going to look, that is a, that's something you can get behind. You're like, okay. And and the weight will just go because you're not, you're, you're not focused on the loss. You're focused on the gain. And you know, it, it, it's all, I mean, to be honest, the good thing is it's all in here. And the the best thing is you don't need anyone it's just one thought away that's all it is it's that close so um yeah i mean if people actually just reframe things they will suddenly find that they will get to where they need to because think in terms of gain not loss mm. Mm. beautifully said like that just shifts a whole new perspective within me like <laughs> I like I knew this sounds true, but the way you said it, it's just perfect. It's like, 
think about it like this, you know? And that's what I'm learning with my path too. I am learning to be more uh, clear about what I'm trying to say. Uh, because I think, especially when you're so much into your head and you don't know people uh, who think like you, and when you find somebody, you're like, oh, I love you. I want to stay next to you and keep learning from you and growing with you, right? It's like that, isn't it? So if you could take us back to this idea of, um, you were talking about how when you talk to others, you say like, I'm just like you. So it's, it's, it, it makes me think about how you want to tell people in a group like I am like you and I've been through this. So you can do this too, rather than wanting to take over. Because oftentimes what happens is like when people get into um, the coaching field or things like that, it really matters as where you're coming from. So it, there can be things like where the ego gets you and you're like, uh, I know everything. So I'm going to tell the people about everything. But I love this about you that even where you are at today, you have that humbleness, you have that ability within you that you're able to see that as at a point of humility, where you can see people as yourself. And even if whatever you've been through, you can still say, I am like you. And so you can do it too. I love that about you. Yeah. I think it's really important to be authentic and you know and, and to be actually and, and and you know making connections between people is you know that if that gives you a buzz which is why most people do what they do they mostly went into their job to start with because that was something they wanted to do and that's something which i've always liked and you're absolutely right i mean as a coach um i think you're more of a guide than anything else and you're a facilitator you know because the hard work is actually done by the person who is being coached and and you you know you can't set out their journey for them but you can certainly help them signpost of saying because actually it's an inside job it's like happiness is an inside job and you have got to find your own path i had this guy this week and uh he's just starting out on this sort of social media stuff. And I said, look, listen, view yourself like a plane. You're on the end of the, of the runway. Now you've done all the taxiing. You've got yourself there. I said, I will help you go down that runway as fast as you can. But when you lift your wheels, that's it. You're on your own where you fly after that is entirely up to you. So it, it's kind of like, don't impress upon people your view and it's a bit like saying give a man a fish he'll eat for a meal give a teach the man how to fish he'll eat for his life mm. that is the empowerment you need to give people to find their own way mm. it's interesting how um, i'll just let you know there's something happening in my life and uh, i am um I'm evolving just like everyone else. And where I am right now, I am uh, looking into coaching and I have felt through my self introspection that it will be around the spiritual side of things. Um, and I'm working with a coach to be coached and the little things that I'm learning about myself uh, is making me understand like what I want to say to others. And I, I really feel that, um, a lot of it's to do with being authentic, as you said, 
as in how do I can tell others to be authentic with themselves. But then it also depends on me doing my work, right? So it's like so interconnected that I, 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 I think it would be awesome for me because then it will keep me on my own path with like a little push nudge, like, what about you? What about you? If that's what you're realizing about others, what about you? So I'm loving that. No, I, I think you're right. I mean, um, in, there's a great phrase, you know, you can't teach what you don't know and you can't lead where you won't go. So, you know, you, you have to learn to be able to pass the knowledge on, but you can't take somewhere someone somewhere where you haven't been or where where you aren't willing to go so and and yeah i i think every person you meet is you meet them for a reason there is no chance so if it is a a learning experience or for you to grow or whatever that is actually just another great piece of the tapestry put in place for you um, and, and I think the day you say, I don't need to know anymore. I don't need to learn anymore. I think, I think you're done at that point. You, 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 you're over, you need to get out of that, that and not talk to the general public or anyone else, because, you know, that, that will come across as, as, as uncaring and just cold. So I think, I think you're right. I think to remain in that, that zone where you always are going to be, wanting to learn and help others i mean that's going to keep you on your true purpose mm -hmm. and if you could go back into your childhood paul like when you were a kid like you were about 10 12 years old do you think that paul had a little bit of an idea about like being a bit like i am not like i think a bit more deeply or have some kind of you know miracles or anything like that <laughs> I mean, yes um because I had a very happy childhood, so I was very blessed on that. And um, and so <laughs> I, I didn't really, like most 10-year-olds, you don't really know what you're doing. You just do what what's what. But, you know, I, I agree that, you know, I, I used to think more than I think the average 10-year-old does. I wasn't sort of sitting there in the lotus pose or anything else, but uh, I, 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 I certainly was, um, I certainly was, um, I think, sensitive to, to that kind of uh, energy. Um, and that you, you kind of don't really realize what it is until you get older. But you're right to say that, you know, it's some, it's something which is always there, but you just don't, quite realize and, and this accident for me only happened two years ago and I'm I'm the tender age of 45 and at the time of the accident and I then found what I now consider to be what I want to do now I thought I'd got that sorted my various careers I've done before I thought yep this is it and it turned out that actually this was just a stepping stone and I'm quite excited because if if that is true to form, then actually this will evolve into other things. And, and so to be honest, bring it on because uh, it's going to be good fun wherever it goes. That is it. That is it. And I think a big part of when we, we get to a stage of our life where we're like, we want to give to others is, is embracing everything about you. Like if you were a deep thinker, like I had my little fair share of stories. And I think the more, 
I get connected with myself, the more the past starts revealing itself. Even as you were talking about the subconscious mind in one of your podcasts, Mm -hmm. I was so interested. I was like, wow, you know a lot about that. And um, there was a time I was interested in hypnotherapy too. And I think it's to do a lot with being interested in the subconscious mind. And uh, how, how would you relate to that? I think you've always got to stay curious um, because, you know, and it's like, for example, you watch a film, you see it a certain way, you read a book and you see it a certain way. Then you go back maybe a little while later and it's like, it's a whole different message inside it. And and that's simply just being curious. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think if you're curious about everything, including yourself, don't listen to what society says because curiosity killed the we know what comes next. And, 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 and I can tell you, it didn't kill the cat. Um, <laughs> I've got two cats and they're really curious and not, they're still alive. So, you know, it, it, it's, you've got you to gotta question what, what, we, what scripts we are handed because they're not necessarily our own. Um, and I, I came across this great story um, recently and it was about the Burmese army who invaded, um, I forget, Taiwan or what, where, where, was that, that's not important to the story. So yeah. they went through and they, they were finding stuff and they were taking everything. And so the monks of the monastery, they, they decided to clad this statue in plaster. And so the Burmese army came through, they went off the other way. Now, recently they there was workmen who had to actually move this statue and so they started to move it and there was a crack in the plaster and i oh my god we've broken it you know it's a major old st- uh, statue and as they peeled it away they found that it was solid gold underneath and the monks had done that to hide it from it being pillaged yeah but actually what that is, is, you know, the, that is the plaster that we've had put on us. And when you start to crack and you pull it away, you do start to realize that underneath, like that statue, it's, it's, it's entire gold underneath. Uh-huh. Yes, that's so true. That's so true. Um, okay. Thank you so much for all those wonderful things you had to say today. Um, I'll just do something for you now, Paul. There's a thing that I do, which is called uh, a gratitude uh, card read that I do for you. And it's, it's actually affirmations. And uh, what they are is I will shuffle them and I will take out a card for you just as a gratitude, a positive message that may or might not, may not resonate with you, but it's up to you how you take it, how you work with the energy. But the intent is positive and the intent is all pure. That's okay. lovely. Thank you. So, yeah. so we'll just do that. Just give me a second because I think my kid has thrown them under the table. So I'll quickly take them out. <laughs> That's the beauty of live television loves, and podcasting. <laughs> he loves them because they're so colorful and they have such beautiful illustrations. And he's three. So you've recently been through a three-year-old. Yes. <laughs> you recently. Yes. Yeah. So you know how they are. They're like so intuitive. Oh, yeah what's on mommy's table right so okay let's do this so i'll just shuffle it for you and the intent as i said is gratitude being grateful for all your wonderful words today because i feel it's all about giving and taking and then giving and then taking and then it just goes all around as a collective and exactly how that works (laughs) 
<laughs> so I won't look down because they're double sided and okay. uh, that makes it a bit uh, tricky because it looks like uh, I'm looking at it and I'm making good what it is, but it isn't that way. <laughs> so let's feel uh, what message we have for today for Paul Rogers. And let's see what comes up. Oh, cool. It says, um, I trust the process of life. That's a good one. And yeah. there's seeds, like the, it's beautiful illustrations. It's by Louise Hay. Uh, I might, I'm pretty sure you must have heard of Louise Hay. And oh, then, yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah, one of the greats. Mm -hmm. And there's a bigger message. There's a, uh, I'll read it to you and I'll stick a picture of this and send it to you, um, you. so you can keep it. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, what it says, it says, uh, it says, I am willing to release old negative beliefs. They are only thoughts that stand in my way. My new thoughts are positive and fulfilling. Uh, that, that's a, uh, yeah, I, I must admit that's, that's pretty much what I, <laughs> that's kind of what we've been talking about. <laughs> so I think that's great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it does put it together, doesn't it? Yeah, no, you see, that's why you have to be willing to actually see signs and things. So thank you very much for that sign today. That's going to that's gonna keep me glowing for a while. <laughs> it's been an absolute pleasure uh, having you today, Paul. Uh, I was looking forward to it and I was excited about it, but the actual interaction has been so um, soul-warming, I would say. It's so inspiring and soul-warming. <laughs> And it's given me that nudge to keep going on my journey too. So it's, it's felt mutually, I'm pretty sure. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, what a wonderful host you are. And I really do appreciate being on it. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to see where you go in your, in, in, on your journey. It's going to be fantastic. Thank you so much, Paul. Such wonderful set of words by you, as always, in every podcast that I've followed you. I've been like so much like his words. I just love your words. So thank you. <laughs> thank and you. Uh, we will definitely have more podcasts uh, with you uh, to get to know you a bit more and get to hear more about what you have to say. Thank you. Thank you. And if you would like to keep in touch with Paul Rogers, you can find him on LinkedIn under Paul Rogers. That's P-A-U-L Paul R-O-G-E-R-S Rogers. You can also take a look at the website that is takeactionacademy.ca. And over there, you can find courses such as an eight weeks to mindfulness bliss course that can help you with mindfulness, inner peace, strength and help you bloom no matter what is happening outside the world that you live in.